Real estate goes through cycles, like seasons, like life. And I believe we've been in summer for a long time. What comes after summer, right? It's, and so, you know, I think we're going to have a winter. And, and now, is it something to fear? No, it's something to get excited about because exponential opportunities happen when the market corrects. And I'm telling my investors, hey, get ready. You know, I hate the analogy, but when there's blood running in the streets, we're going to pounce because there will be incredible opportunities. What's going on, guys? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Thank you for tuning in. Today, our guest is the one and only Rod Cleef. We go through quite a bit today with Rod. He is a, a fascinating guy and has achieved a lot of things. And we get into so much today with Rod. So just a quick, those of you who are not familiar with Rod, he built a huge real estate portfolio and lost $50 million in the Great Recession. And he's built it back. He's built a huge business and he is a, once again, a successful real estate investor. And we get down to what made him successful both times. What led him to success in the first place and what enabled him to recover and become successful once again, and not just, uh, I guess, fade into obscurity, right? He was able to come back from a, a loss, a, a seminar, as he calls it, greater than most people will ever experience and most people will ever be able to come back from. So some fantastic lessons in this one. We also talk about his thoughts on the state of the real estate market today as somebody who owns thousands of uh, multifamily units and is currently buying, actually the day we recorded this, he had just closed on an over 200 unit uh, multifamily property. And you might, uh, his opinion might surprise you. Okay, you might not, uh, from from hearing the things about him and what he's done recently, especially, uh, you you might uh, assume in your mind what his opinion would be, and you might be wrong about it. So I recommend just stay tuned and you will find out what his thoughts on the future of the real estate market are. If you're new to the show, take a quick second, go to your favorite podcast app, look up the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get every new episode straight to your mobile device every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and we will help you escape the Wall Street casino and invest in Main Street. If you do enjoy the show, please take a quick second, go to the Apple Podcast app if you're an Apple user, leave us a rating and review, five stars if you don't mind. That's much appreciated. It helps other people learn about the show that helps us rank higher in the Apple rankings. It helps me feel good. It's a little way for y'all to give back and, and I see all your comments and I certainly very much appreciate uh, that we're, we're helping you guys out there build uh, your wealth outside of Wall Street. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor, real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. I love learning such important lessons from experienced guys like Rod and many of our other guests. And uh, this one's a, you know, a whirlwind. Rod is, uh, he's, he's great to talk with and uh, great to learn from. And you're going to learn a lot today. So without any further ado, here we go with Rod Cleef. Rod, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Looking forward to this. Let's have some fun, buddy. Absolutely. I was very excited to uh, talk with you here. I mean, you've helped a lot of people get into multifamily real estate and you have a really um, interesting and inspiring story on your own. Uh, for our listeners out there who don't know you and your background, could you tell us you know, what you do and you know, where you came from? And there's so much here to, to dive into. What I do, where I came from. Yeah. So all right, I'm going to go way back because it, it, it really lends itself to what I love talking about. So I immigrated to this country when I was six with my mother, Zvancha, my brother, Albert. I was born in the Netherlands in Holland, you know, wooden shoes and windmills. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, 
And we grew up struggling. I'm going to tell you, you know, I remember we ate expired food because that's all she could afford, you know, powdered milk because she thought milk was healthy. And I wore clothes in the Goodwill and the Salvation Army until I was 14 and I was tall. So I lied about my age, got a job at Burger King and was able to buy my own clothes, buy a car when I was 15. And, you know, and I'm sure other people have had it harder than we did. Uh, maybe have it harder now with this COVID nonsense, but, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily my mom was an entrepreneur, but she she babysat kids. So we'd have enough money to eat. And she used her babysitting money to invest in the stock market. But she also bought a house across the street from us when I was 14 for about 30 grand right across the street. And when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do back then with education. Now, you know, they got smart and you need some experience before you can actually be a, a broker in the real estate business. But I, and I was a broker right when I turned 18 and I was going to be rich selling other people's houses. <laughs> so I, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. This was 1981. Just pretty good change back then. Yeah. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? What happened was I met a guy, actually dated his daughter, that taught me about the power of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and your psychology. So fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I rented long-term. I've owned thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And, but there's a punchline, but, but back then, you know, when that happened, I thought I was a freaking real estate God, you know, you do the math on that. It's $8,374 an hour on a 40 hour work week for the year. Of course I did. And I got a head so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smackdown. And that was 2008. I lost $50 million in 2008, lost everything. And so one of the messages that I like talking about on my podcast is, and, and to my students and at my live events, is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. But then uh, more importantly, or as importantly, at least, the mindset it took to get to recover from that, to get back to the success that I'm blessed to enjoy today. So I'm happy to drill down on that a little if you want, Taylor. You know, I think, I think in this time, it might be helpful to some people if they're struggling or, you know, having a tough time or know they want to do something more with their life. Yeah, absolutely. Down on a little. Okay. All right. I'd love, love to dig into all that. All right. all right. Well, let's do that. So how did I get it to begin with and how did I recover? It's really pretty simple. It's knowing what I wanted with clarity and then knowing why it had to happen. And so one of the things I do at my events, and I used to do live events, and last year in May, I was supposed to have 800 people in Orlando, and we all know what happened in February. And so I was freaking out. I was like, what the hell are we going to do? You know, I had all these people that had paid to come see me in Orlando. And so if you go to multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com, you'll see my happy butt, you know, with my phone recording a video on that website. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and we went live stream and, and, you know, now we've had thousands of people attend my live, my live stream events. And, but, but the reason I bring that up is one of the, the first thing we do at my events, be either live or a live stream is a goal setting workshop, but a goal setting really on steroids. So what I'd like to do is describe that process 
And in, by the way, if you don't want to come, I'll, I'll tell you how you can come to my next boot camp for $97 and I don't sell anything there. I'll give your listeners a code so they can come. Well, let me just do it right now so I don't forget. So right. if you text multifamily to 72345, multifamily to 72345, and then use the code RODFRIEND, you can come for 97 bucks. And I don't sell anything there. It's two full days of training, 18 hours, nothing being sold. But if you don't want to come, go to my Rod Cleef official page. And if you go to, if you, it'll be a little bit of a pain, but if you go down to January 2nd of this year, I do what I'm going to describe to you now. I spend an hour, hour and a half with music. It's, it's, you know, professionally done. You'll get a down, you can download a free guide to walk you through what I'm going to explain right now, which is really like goal setting on steroids. Okay. So, so again, you can do that on my Facebook page or I do it at my events. But anyway, so what we do and what you need to do, whether you come spend the time with me or not, is take an hour and and make sure you're uninterrupted. Make sure you're well hydrated. You drink your water. In fact, let me get a drink. And you sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? So all the stuff, of course, you know, the cars, the boats, jet skis, planes, motorcycles, jewelry, clothing, whatever it is, write it down, all the stuff. But take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, okay? Because it's not outside the realm of reality. But by just the simple act of writing those goals down, it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And what that is, is it's a subconscious filter. You're not aware of it consciously that that points you subconsciously in the direction your brain thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example of this, again, it's subconscious, is when you first buy a vehicle. You never really notice them, but then once you buy it, they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were. And the same thing happens with your goals. When you associate with your goals, your brain will point you in the direction of things it thinks will help you attain those goals. And it absolutely works. Okay, so so write down everything you could want. Write down the car, you know, where you might want a second home. Write down, you know, how much money you want in the bank, say in a few years, and then maybe how much you want in the bank in 10 years. You know, you're just in case the stuff hits the fan fund. You know, your your cash flow. How much cash flow do you want from your assets in say three years or from your investments, your passive investments in, in say three years, 10 years? Write that down. So all the stuff. And again, don't limit yourself. If you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. There's nothing you truly, there's truly nothing you can't do, be, or have. And also write down the things you want to do in this lifetime. So it's not just the stuff, you know, places you want to go, you know, I, I, I maybe you want to climb every mountain over 14,000 feet. Maybe you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane one day. I did that. I will never freaking do it again. But, you know, whatever it is, write it down. All the things you want to do, maybe you want to write a book. Also write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime, all the skills. And if you want to do multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend a couple days with me. But whatever it is, write it down. Also write down who you want to help. We'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And the reason you want these goals is it's not about the goals. It's about propelling you to take freaking action, okay? And, and, and getting you to get up early and stay up late and do whatever the heck you have to do to build that life of your dream. So that's what the goals are for. And so, um, write down who you want to help. Like I bought my parents a house here in Florida on a canal when my dad was alive, bought him a car, took him on cruises. You know, who do you want to do something for? Write it down. All right. Once you can't think, and by the way, if you're analytical, which I know a lot of your listeners are, Taylor, do not stop and analyze this stuff as you're writing down. For God's <laughs> sakes, just keep writing. You can always okay. scratch it out later. You know who you are. Just keep writing. Okay. All right. And then once you can't think of another thing, 
I want you to put a time limit on each goal. Put a, how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. Put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20. Okay. Some things take time. Recognizing that as human beings, we'll overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, or 20 years. And I'm gonna give you an example of this, but let me pre-frame this. I'm gonna give you some personal examples for me. I'm not bragging, I'm just hoping to inspire you to what's possible. So 20 years ago, well, well, not even longer than that actually, but when, when I was 18, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach, okay? I'd seen pictures of it, and there's no beach in Denver, obviously. And I, <laughs> you know, I'd visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf and the blue water and all that stuff. And I'd, and I'd, and that's really what I wanted. 20 years later, I built this, you know, $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had the boathouses on the backside. It was called the Gulf de Bay, but that was unthinkable when I was 18. So again, take the lid off your brain. Imagine you can do it. You can freaking do it. Okay. All right. So once you've got a time limit on each goal, just a few more quick steps. Pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You've arrived that goal. Okay. Now, if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're doing next. Then I, so but pick one, put it on another piece of paper, then pick your top three one-year goals, okay? So you got four goals, leave a little room in between them. Again, if you go do this with me on my Facebook, Rod Cleef Facebook official page, you'll have a guide and it'll guide you through this, okay? But now I want you to write down, but actually at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet that'll do a New Year's resolution. And it's a fact that 92% of those resolutions never come to fruition. They're all forgotten by February or March anyway, but you're ahead of all those people. But you're gonna take it one step, for actually two steps further. You're gonna write down under each one of those goals why it's an absolute freaking must for you to achieve it, okay? And you, you wanna use emotionally charged words as you're writing your description of why it has to happen. Words like beautiful and amazing and incredible, words that are gonna juice you. So you might write, so I can show my kids what incredible success looks like. So I can show my wife or husband what it means to live a life of, 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 of amazing success. So we can have the freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want. You know, whatever's going to juice you, write that down. What's your why, okay? And take your time with this because, again, this is the freaking fuel. This is what's going to make it happen to get you to push past fear, to get you to push past any limiting beliefs you may have. Like I had one. I didn't think I was good enough. We all have this stupid stuff, you know, and there's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99% of them are BS, <laughs> right? But this is the fuel that gets you to push past that. Or maybe you're comfortable. The comfort zone is a, is a warm place, but nothing freaking grows there, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what gets you to push through it. So put down why it has to happen, but then you're going to take it one step further and you're not going to like this, but you have to do it. Put, put some pain in if you don't achieve the goal and make it freaking painful. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my wife so that I, I don't live a life of regret. Make it painful if you don't achieve those goals. There was this nurse tailor in Australia, hospice nurse. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And she took care of patients when they were about to die. And she asked him a question. She wrote a book about this called The Five Regrets of Dying. The, 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 the question was, do you have any regrets? You know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Guys, screw that, okay? This is what prevents that from happening, okay? 
So anyway, so write down why, why you, you absolutely must do it and why you, you know, the pain if you don't. Because again, as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And you want to use this. This is the fuel. This is what's going to get you to make, you know, t- to grind for a few years like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. Okay. So once you've got your positive and negative reasons why, there's just one more step. And that is you need to either get pictures of your goals or make some declarations. Now, let me give you some public examples. Jim Carrey, the actor, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million, okay? And by the way, for you millennials, a check is something we used to use to pay for things. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so he would go up by the Hollywood sign and he would look at that check and visualize cashing it. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you a more recent example, Demi Lovato when she was really unknown 10 years ago, posted on social media, I'm going to sing the national anthem in the Super Bowl. She made a declaration. Not this last Super Bowl, the one before it. Go see who sang the national anthem. I'll give you some personal examples for me. Back when I was 18, I figured I'm going to show other people houses, and I figured I had to have a four-door car. So I got this bone friggin' ugly Ford Granada, bench seat in the front, <laughs> just a real piece of you-know-what. But I figured that's what I had to have. But then I worked with a guy who let me, who owned a couple of Corvettes and he let me drive one. And that's really important. That experiential piece. If you want something, go experience it. Go test drive the car. Go to the open house of the houses like you want. Like back in February of last year, before COVID, I went, I took my bride to the Miami Yacht Show. We stayed at a really nice hotel and I spent way too much money. Bought a boat, bought jet skis, $50,000 watch, stupid shit that I wish I had that money back. And I'll tell you why when we talk about what I think's coming. But the point in that was I went to the Yacht Show and I, and I wanna, see, I took my wife to the Amalfi Coast a couple of times. It's the Southern part of Italy and they've got all these yachts there and it's spectacular with the little towns up the hillside. It's just unbelievably beautiful. And I told her, you know, babe, one of these days we're going to rent the yacht or buy a yacht. And we're going to go around the Horn of Italy. We're going to go to Spain and Greece and Croatia. And so I knew this works. So I went on, to, I BSed my way onto these yachts at the yacht show. And I laid in the bed and pretended I was mine. I sat in the captain's chair and I walked around like I own the place. Why? Because it freaking works. Now I know I've lost some of you analytical ones, but I'm telling you, big mistake. Okay. Because this is how this is how it's done. It's If it was just knowledge, okay? If it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do and it's the keep doing, and this is what makes it happen. So again, I, you know, I drove that Corvette and I got a pic, and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. So I got a picture out of a magazine. This is before the internet had been thought of yet. And, and I got a picture and I, I cut it out and I put it on the visor of this bone ugly Granada. So every time I sat in the car, it was like right there in front of me. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. Couple more examples. Again, this is not me bragging. I just want to inspire you. This is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. And the actor's name was Tom Selleck. And he was a detective in Hawaii, I think. But he, it was the first time I'd seen an exotic car on TV. It was like, a, it was a Ferrari 308. And I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. So I got a picture of that actual car, put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a Maserati. looked just like it. Last example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. Okay. I you know, I wanted one because I was going to get the babes with the Lamborghini, right? So I, <laughs> I had the pictures in my bedroom. And 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 what's funny is when my son was nine years old, he had a collection of model cars, exotic cars, you know, Ferraris. And he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting. 
which I wrecked, but anyway, but, <laughs> but guys get the pictures. In fact, let me show you something. Do you put these on? Well, you're going live on Facebook. So people yeah. are seeing this, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is my planner. It's on today, March 19th. I had a big closing today. So there's not a bunch of stuff. We closed on a 269 unit complex today in Dallas, but in the back of this thing, I've had this for 20 years. It used to be called a day timer. Now it's a Franklin Covey planner. Luckily the holes lined up, but in the back of this thing, I've had pictures for 20 years. Now, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. They're pictures of my kids when they were young. My kids are 30 and 27 now. So these are, by the way, why do I have gratitude pictures? Because everything comes from a place of gratitude. To manifest anything you want in your life, you have to do it from a place of gratitude. So here's my pictures, my gratitude pictures. Then I've got pictures of the stuff that I wanted. I, that house on the beach. I lost that house and all the craziness. But this top picture looks just like what I had. I had 10 foot high glass like that, it was butt together, I had 80 feet of glass like that. I had travertine floors just like before I ever built it. This bottom picture, if, if you look close, you can see the wall, see the white wall on both those pictures, see the white stone wall. Okay, mm -hmm. this picture behind me is my backyard. See the stone wall? Isn't that crazy? I mean, this is 20 years ago that I put this stuff in here. Uh, I live in a compound now, that's what's behind me here. And like I said, I lost the house and all the craziness, but I live in a compound now. I've got a big main house. I've got a two bedroom guest house on the water. I've got a media building with a theater room and a big exercise facility. And, and I'm building a video studio on the top floor. It's almost done. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay. It's literally right across <laughs> my backyard. But, you know, and then I've got in here, I've got pictures of watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars of the watches, stupid shit like that. The Lamborghini before I ever got it. The, the you know, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this stuff that I thought was important. But I got because I had pictures. Okay. So again, don't poo poo this because it freaking works. All right. I'm off my soapbox now, buddy. <laughs> That's it. But this stuff really does work, guys. Just trust me on this. I'll give you a little tip. What I do every morning and you can see it. You've got a recliner behind your green screen. There's my recliner mm -hmm. right there. And there's my vision boards right there on the floor. That's my travel vision board right there. And I'll sit in that chair back there. And for two minutes, I'll just do gratitude for the things that I have. My amazing, beautiful wife, my kids, my foundation, my coaching students. I'll just be grateful. But then I'll be grateful for the things that I want as if I already have them. And I got my vision boards back there so I can look at them so I can really visualize this stuff. And sometimes I'll get emotional, you know, visualizing stuff I don't even have yet. Why? Because it freaking works. And I know I lost a few more of your analytical listeners, but guys, this stuff absolutely works. So if you want it, try it. Trust me. Anyway. Yeah, I think one of the big notable things you said kind of early on about the importance of this is that it's going to motivate you to get up early, to stay up late, to you know, really bust your ass. And it's yeah. not it's not, you know, the secret you're putting it out in the universe, hoping it's going to happen. It's motivating yourself to really make the moves to, to make it happen and make your, yeah, you know, when that secret came out, I've given away probably 3000 copies of that DVD. I was like, Holy shit, that's what I've been doing this whole time, you know, but you got to take action too. Mm -hmm. You just can't sit there and sing Kumbaya. You actually got to go do something, but, but it absolutely, the law of attraction is real. You th I mean, it absolutely works. No question. And it's just incredibly powerful. But you got to believe you can do it. That, that the key there is the belief, and then you have to take action. You 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 actually have to do something. Yes, but when you make a decision, you know the word decision in Latin means to cut off. Like you know, if you're going to attack the island, you're going to burn your ships because you're taking their darn ships home. That's that's a, a real decision. You make that decision, 
and then you believe in in what it is you want and you go after it wholeheartedly it's, it's success is inevitable that's just how the world works absolutely so, and uh, yeah. drop to break the fourth wall a little bit for the listeners it's a friday it's well after five here we first got on at five on a friday and you know if you're not willing to put in that work and you know you want to knock off at at, at three o'clock on friday then then it ain't, it ain't gonna happen you gotta <laughs> my, my my wife's my wife's in the other room and she's supermodel beautiful and and i'm here with you man because i freaking love this i'll tell you there's, you know, there's some of the hundreds of thank you cards I've gotten from my students. You can't even see them all. The whole wall back here is covered with thank you cards. And I've only been teaching for about three and a half years. My students are, have exceeded 40,000 units owned. I'm just blown away by that. And it's the greatest gift in life. And this, again, this is not ego, but let me just say this. I get love every single day, usually a dozen times a day. I get DMs, I get emails, I get cards, I get gifts. It's a, and I'm sure you do as well. It's it you know when you're when you're serving other people and helping other people, it's just incredible. You know, I mean, I love it. I love to say this. I'm hooked. I absolutely love it. I mean, we're buying assets. We bought you know over two thousand doors in the last you know two years, so we're actively buying as well. But this thought leadership side of things, my podcast, my students, my boot camps that I do, I freaking love it because. No, you know, how, how can you not love it when you're changing lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to make sure while we have you today, we we touch on, you know, losing $50 million is a huge thing we don't want to, we don't want to gloss over. And we want to make sure, I want to make sure we get the lessons out of that, that you know, we can apply to today. Your thoughts let me tell you how, let me tell are. you why it happened. Yeah, let me yeah, tell you why it happened. Please. So what, what, so in two, I had 800 houses. Okay. And I had multiple apartment complexes. Well, my houses were two hours north of me and two hours south of me and everywhere in between along the Gulf Coast of Florida. And so let me explain why I crashed and burned. I was at a 30% loan to value. No lie. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar and I still crashed and burned. Here's what happened. Because it's all about cash flow. I uh, Florida has no state income tax. So their property taxes are higher, which impacts what? Cash flow. I had properties in wind and flood zones higher insurance, which impacts what? Cash flow. But here's what killed me. If I send a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. Plumbing's the same. The locks are the same. HVAC is the same. Appliances are the same. Everything. So we could stockpile parts. They're in and out in an hour. Boom. If I had to send someone to one of my 800 houses, and these were C-class houses, so a lot more maintenance than an A and B class property. So a lot of maintenance. So I send one. It could be an hour away, hour and a half away, one way. And then they'd have to go there and see what was wrong. Then they'd have to go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we have an account. And I don't know about you and come back. And that could be another hour. And then I don't know about you, Taylor. But anytime I try to fix something, invariably, I go to Home Depot more than once. <laughs> and and so, so what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 houses. And that multiplied. So that killed me, number one. But the, the, really the coup de grace was, and the lesson was, I didn't pay any attention to demographics at all. Hell, I didn't really know what they were. I was just, you know, I was just buying houses because it was easy, brainless. You know, again, I had some apartment complexes. By the way, if I hadn't cross-collateralized my apartment complexes with packages of houses to save, you know, 50 basis points, a half an interest rate point, you know, I thought I was brilliant. I'd still have those apartment complexes because, yeah, they pulled back, but they would have easily survived the crash. It was the houses that pulled me down. And, and that's the reason I started my podcast, honestly. But but let me tell you the, the final straw. The final straw was most of my residents were like in retail or they were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers. And that fell off a freaking cliff in a way. So they didn't have work. And, and the other thing that's crazy is my portfolio actually went upside down slightly. It dropped more than 70%. 
wow. in, in, by 09. It was, it, yeah, insane. But, and, and it was very, very painful because I thought I was set for life. But so the lesson was, it, you know, I, I, right now, if we buy an asset like this, this Dallas asset, well, that's not a great example because it's in a good area, but I bought an asset in, in um, Cincinnati, 280 units. And I literally looked at where every single person worked and kind of thought to, and, and measured recession resistance by their employment. Okay. Now I won't go into a market unless there are multiple large employers, recession resistant in types of employment. And so that was a big lesson. Pay attention to the demographics, but the big lesson is to focus on cash flow. Bottom line is values out the window. We bought an asset in Louisiana, 403 units. The seller paid 20 million 10 years ago. We paid 16 and a half a year and a half ago. And, and, and bottom line is that's, that in itself is irrelevant because it's all about that property's ability to cash flow. Now, luckily, you know, that place is turning around. It's going to be great. We had some mad, bad management for a year, but we're turning it around now. And we bought it because the area was 95% occupied. And this property was 70%, less than 70% occupied. So we knew it had potential. But the point is, it's all about cash flow paying attention to demographics, the number one thing in this business is jobs. People have to have jobs. So when we look at a market, we want to see a lot of diversity. We want to see employment, uh, recession resistant industries and jobs. Again, hit me once, shame on you. <laughs> hit me <laughs> twice, it's my own damn fault, right? So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where does that, you know, we're, we're talking in the, just about spring of 2021. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, uh, spending, you know, all this money. I, I think there's a correction coming. That, <laughs> okay. that's, we're going to talk about that. I believe yeah, there's a absolutely. correction coming. And, you know, I don't think you can print trillions of dollars like we're doing. They just threw another two trillion at the economy uh, without having an impact inflation and, and, and other things. And it's funny, I, I, I had some, I had some economists on my podcast, like I telling you, we broke 10 million downloads, just blows me away. But I used to tell people when I started my podcast, I'll never sell you anything. I just want to add value and tell you about my experience in multifamily. And it was the truth. I just want to tell you what happened to me. Now I'm a liar. You know, it's like when I hit a million downloads, I was like, hey, knucklehead, you probably better freaking do something with this. Monetize you know? this, man. Go for you know? it. Yeah. So now, now I'm, you know, uh, but anyway, where was I going with that? I was going to Where we're moving, going, moving forward, inflation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I did a video on the coming real estate crash of 2021. My highest watched video ever on YouTube. It's like almost 100,000 views you know, because negative news sells. Now I'm probably going to look like an idiot because it ain't going to happen this year. I don't believe. I think it'll probably happen next year. But all these economists, you know, are saying it's it's about to happen. And, you know, real estate goes through cycles. I've been through a couple of them. And, and, and sometimes there's significant swings like, oh, wait, like I did. I was in one in the late 80s. Let me give you an example. It's kind of a cool example. I had houses in Denver and I had bought this house in, in like, I don't know, 87, 88 for um, 56,000. And I flipped it for 76,000. Nice little hit. Well, the market crashed. I bought that same house back. It's on 30th Avenue. I'm not going to say the address publicly, but it's right there, 30th and Federal in Denver. And I bought that same house back for $18,000. Okay, so that's how much it crashed. Now, wait, now, wait, it gets better. I sold it a few years later for 160. And here's the painful part. The area gentrified and it's worth like 800 to a million now. <laughs> but but that's 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 what happens. You know, we, we like real estate goes through cycles, like seasons, like life. And I believe we've been in summer for a long time. What comes after summer, right? It's and so you know, I think we're gonna have a winter. And and now is it something to fear? No, it's something to get excited about because exponential opportunities happen when the market corrects. 
And I'm telling my investors, hey, get ready. You know, I hate the analogy, but when there's blood running in the streets, we're going to pounce because there will be incredible opportunities. The thing about multifamily is it's incredibly resilient. Within three years of the 08, 09 crash, rents were higher than they were prior to the crash. So, so that's how fast it recovered. And, you know, you don't see assistance going to people in the stock market. You see assistance going to renters and people renting, you know, eviction moratoriums and stuff. And, but, you know, there are like, I think, 42 million people at the threat of eviction or foreclosure right now. So, wow. you know, that stimulus, it's going to run out and, and they're going to stop spending it. And at some point, we're going to pay the piper. And again, not something to fear, something to be ready for. I'm getting in a lot of cash right now and the ability to access cash. That's why I'm pre-framing my investors so they're not fearful when it happens. Because, you know, the, the newspapers will be saying, oh, real estate's never going to recover. And you know how they are. God, don't get me started on that. In fact, let me talk about that for a second. Go for it. If you're living, if you're watching and listening to Taylor right now, you're a leader. No question you're a leader. And right now, the world needs leaders more than ever. But it's so critical that you pay attention to your focus because whatever you focus is on is going to get larger. Don't get me started on the freaking news, okay? Then it, 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 They're there to startle you and scare you, not to inform you. And so you've got to stand guard at, at, at your mind and bring in the good stuff. My podcast, I do these little clips every week called Own Your Power. If you put, you know, real estate, if you search real estate on your app, I usually come up number one or two right next to bigger pockets. And, and so- you know, and I do these five minute clips. I've done hundreds of them and they'll juice you. Okay. But even if you don't listen to me, go on YouTube and watch, bring in the good stuff. Don't watch that negative crap because whatever you focus on, positive or negative, is going to get bigger. You know, like they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti war when she was alive. She said, no, I'm pro peace. Okay. You know, I get kids that call me and say, hey, I'm trying to get out of student loan debt. I'm like, wrong statement. Focus on the money so the debt's irrelevant. Right. So, you know, you really got to manage your focus right now because, you know, if, if again, if you're watching or listening to this, you're a leader and it might just be your family, but they're watching you. And so you've got to manage your focus right now more than ever. Nice. I think regarding that focus, when a lot of folks, especially who are not real estate investors now, when they hear an expert like you say, I expect a crash next year, they they hear that as I should sit out and try right. to Oh, yeah, I'm glad market. you said that. They absolutely, absolutely not. I just closed on 269 doors right. today. Now, are you? Are we kissing more frogs today to find a deal? Yes. But how do you become good at anything? Repetition. Get in it now. Learn it now so you don't miss the opportunity, frankly, because you're not going to learn this overnight. And again, you want to come see me. I've got an event in May. I don't know when this will air, but you're live on Facebook now. So those people will know. But text that multifamily to 72345 and use the code RODFRIEND as one word and you come for 97 bucks. And I don't sell anything. 18 hours of training. And I've never had a complaint. That's a lie. They complain that the breaks are too short. But because <laughs> I do, I pack in so much freaking stuff. But, and I've got it, by the way, I've got a Facebook group. It's got, it's the largest multifamily Facebook group in the world now. It's, uh, I think it's almost 40,000 people. We don't allow any promotion. It's just education. And if you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that Facebook group. But, you know, if you go in there and search the word bootcamp, you'll see what hundreds and hundreds of people have said about it. So, and again, I don't sell anything. So it's kind of a duh, but yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. Awesome. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. All right, Rod, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Yep. Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Focusing on exactly what I wanted and investing the time to clearly define exactly what I wanted before I met my wife. 
I spent days writing out exactly what I was looking for. And that investment of time caused me to have the most beautiful woman inside and out on the planet. Awesome. Awesome. We had the best investment. Now we go to the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Well, I hate to say it, but when people tell me they buy single family houses to buy and hold, I cringe. Guys, I've had 2000 of them and I'll never own another one. Hopefully that's a freaking lesson. Okay. So, you know, if you're going to buy and hold, for God's sakes, do multifamily. Even if it's just a duplex, you're better off than single family because you can scale faster. It's safer. It's more, it's more recession resistant. So please learn from my $50 million seminar not to waste time with single family. Just go direct. And, you know, I, every, on my podcast, I've had billionaires on there, mega millionaires, thousands of units. And I always ask, well, I try to remember to always ask the question, what would you do if, what would you tell your 20 year old self? And it's the same answer every freaking time, every time. And I do it by design so people get it. Go bigger, faster. Nice. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? I focus because what you focus on, you get. It was very, it could have been very easy for me to crawl under a freaking rock and bemoan losing $50 million. And I decided to focus on what I wanted again and reassociate with it. And that's how I got back to you know, what I'm blessed to have today. Uh, and some people don't recover from that. Hell, in 1929, people jumped off buildings for proportionally losing less than I lost. So, you know, focus. Focus is power. Focus is clarity. Nice. I love it. Rod, thank you for joining us today. I was so excited to have you on the show and finally get the thank chance you, to uh, talk with you. If folks want to find you on the internet, they want to get in touch, you mentioned a yeah, few places yeah, they yeah. can find you. Uh, can real estate real estate with Rod is is the easiest way to get to my website. My name's hard to, hard, to, hard to spell. So real estate with Rod will get you to my website. There's tons of free resources there, books and videos and articles, tons of stuff. And, and yeah, if you're interested in this real estate business at all, Christ, spend less than a hundred bucks and spend a couple days with me. I promise you, you will be glad you did. So. Anyway, and that's again, that's multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com or text multifamily to 72345 and just remember Rod Friend. Awesome. Well, Rod, thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a second, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. Helps other people learn about the show. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.